Welcome to the Awaken Podcast. We are so happy that you have decided to join us. Hopefully, you will find the next few minutes challenging and refreshing as we consider together how God is asking us to respond to His grace. If you are listening because you are unable to join us at our physical location, thank you for keeping in step with us, and we will look forward to seeing you in person next Sunday. If you are joining us from outside of Anchorage, then please drop us a line and let us know where you are listening in from. We would love the opportunity to connect with you. If you are exploring faith for the first time or just trying to figure out what Awaken is about, please don't hesitate to drop us a line and introduce yourself. We welcome any question you might have about life, the Christian faith, or Awaken Church. May God be with you as you listen. It's a little bit windy out there. If you've ever wondered what it was like to live in Wyoming, thanks. Uh, today is the day. Mr. Jackson. So that's where I grew up, and I'm happy to be in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to be making it back uh, from my holiday travels, and so uh, preemptively, I reached out to Chris Hayes, who's going to speak this morning, and ask him to uh, have something prepared in case. And then I realized later, wait a minute, I have an opportunity myself to go to church today. So I'm going to sit here and go to church and ladies and gentlemen, Chris Hayes. Thanks for blowing in today. Um, second day of the new year. So we really need to thank Todd and Ann and the worship team, their demonstration of our position before the Lord in a new year. How about all the new things that we're facing or the opportunities that we're facing here? is really positive. I mean, 2021 was ugly, right, for most of us. I mean, we, we lost family members. We had mandates and laws and business failures and so much. And I've seen even on some of the Facebook pieces where people say, you know, um, I'm staying up on New Year's Eve to make sure not that the new year comes, but the old one is gone. The old one's kicked out. <clears throat> so we're all there. That peace um, that we experienced in this last year was um, unique to us. I don't know that any of us had ever been through anything like that since the 50s or 60s. So to experience that with your whole family, impacting all of us. I mean, we were hurt, surprised, shocked, whatever word you can plug into that, when uh, we were seeing numbers like 1,200 cases a day. And we were just hurt by that. Just, it was our family members, it was our neighbors, it was people that we cared for. And not just those individuals, but uh, the other pieces of life, the economics um, and those kind of pieces. The difference is that um, Indonesia, 50,000 a day in a population of 270 million, 50,000 cases a day. Our world hurt. Well, I've been reading the Old Testament 
consistently. And one of the things that's very unique about the Old Testament is that it is a process of renewal, refresh, restore, revitalize with the nation of Israel on a consistent basis throughout history, not just, not just incident to incident, but in their whole entire history, it has been that way. So before we dive into scripture, let's have a brief word of prayer. Father in heaven, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord our God and Redeemer. Amen. So we're going to look at a topical thing today. And the goal is to look at partially what you heard from the worship team and what, uh, what Levi said. We're going to look at the words refresh, revive, renew, restore, strength, those kinds of things. Uniquely in the scriptures and because of the way the Hebrew... Uh, alphabet is, the words for refresh, renew, revive, come from the same root word. It depends on who's doing the action that makes the word change its form. So in the first case, one of the things that, that is critical to know is that there's a specific word for the idea that when when God breathes, when God breathes, it's called the nepak, and it means that he is breathing afresh on you or speaking over you. The, the Old Testament uh, patriarchs used to give their children a blessing. That's part of the word. He would speak over his sons and give them a blessing for the, the situation they were facing, for, for his... Uh, for his a state in that kind of thing. So God does that for you and me. He may do it daily. He may do it monthly, weekly. He may do it in new opportunities, new times, like going into a new year. And by the way, the Hebrew people had marked festivals in which they worshiped the Lord because of his renewal in their lives. So that refresh and revive and renew and restore is not a new topic or a new subject or isn't anything that hasn't been touched on before. The difference is that many of us just go through life and we don't recognize it. We don't see it. And that's part of what I hope to share with you as we look through today's message. Can we truly be alert can we truly be sensitive? Can we be intimately aware when God breathes his blessing on you or on me? And then can we respond to it? That's what I hope 2022 brings for me, for us as a church even, that we are able to see that and sense that and then honor him because of it. The second root format for breathe is sakad, and it means breathe easy. Take it easy. That's what the word means. Take it easy. Don't sweat it, right? That particular word has to do with me. 
the Lord is basically saying, when you do this for yourself, take it easy. Don't sweat the small stuff. I got this. That's, the, that's what sahad means. The last one is rawah. And it means that you are presenting it now over someone else, that you're breathing over your children or your neighbor or someone in the hospital or someone in your neighborhood. You are doing the breathing. You are rawah. You're actually living out what God has given to you. You're giving it now to others, not just for yourself. And the context of that for our world would be something along the lines of, and we've all had this cliche shared with us at one time or another, what a fre- breath of fresh air. That's what that, that's what Rawah means. What a breath of fresh air. Man, I really needed that. What a breath of fresh air. With that, you're going to see different terms as we read through this because I had to select a, a uh, New Testament or a, a, a translation that could, I could read one. It takes several to get all this together, but the point of it, you won't always see the word refresh or revive or renew, but the concept in the verses is there. And those three things, Ecclesiastes 4.12 says that a a um, cord of three is not easily broken. Well, let's take the cords of breathing, God breathing on you and me, us breathing on ourselves, and then us breathing with others, and let's bind that cord together, and you're going to see in Scripture the word strength often. To get started, let's look at uh, the first slide which starts out with the, uh, when the Father refreshes us. And let's look at uh, Isaiah chapter 43. And I would encourage you to use your Bibles or your phone to find Isaiah 43. Um, I'm reading out of the, the New Living Translation, so you'll not maybe have the same translation I do, but the concept is here. And it starts out saying, But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, you're the one, you are the one who formed and says to you, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you, and I have called you by your name, and you are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as your ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Sheba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me and you are honored and I love you. Powerful stuff. That the God of the universe would so intimately breathe those things on us. But I want to take just a side note off of this and say two things. 
mentions there that the Lord your God is your, their Savior. If you're going into 2022 and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can make that happen today. You can choose to trust Christ today. It says here that he traded others' lives for theirs. God did that for you and me as well. He took his only begotten son from heaven and traded his son as a death on the cross for our sin so that we could go to heaven for free. That side note said simply emphasizes the continual plan that God has always had to ransom those he loved. And he chose to love you and I. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You can make that decision today and not enter 2022 unsure of whether you'll go to heaven or whether you'll have everlasting life. That decision alone is paramount to 2022 if you're here and you do not know Christ as your Savior. That is critical. Make that decision first. God, the Lord God of heaven, wants to be your Savior. He's clearly stated it here. The point of this would be that God breathed these things, in this case, over Israel, but he breathes it over us. No different. The generations, the thousands of years that have passed since Isaiah was written, God has not changed. He has not altered. He still offers the same breath over you. Breath over me. And again, that breath is a refreshing breath. It's, it's defined that way as in the, in the Hebrew language as a refreshing breath. Not just to breathe, not just to get it out, not just to speak a blessing over you, but it's refreshing. We need that in 2022. We need that refreshment. Let's go to Psalm chapter 73, please. Psalm 73, starting in verse 21. <clears throat> Page off here. The Lord is consistent, no matter if you're a king or just a lowly individual servant. Uh, here in Psalms, of course, you know that we're, we're working at or looking at those pieces about King David or his court many times. While he was a king and he got treated as a king, he still needed God in his life every day. Chapter 23, excuse me, 73, starts in verse 21. Then I realized that my heart was bitter and I was torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant. I must, have, I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you, yet I still belong to you, and you hold my right hand. 
You guide me with your counsel, leading me in the glorious destiny. Whom, have I ha- whom do I have in heaven? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my sight may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert him will perish. For those who destroy those, excuse me, for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good is it to be near God? I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things that you do. God's breathing on us should have an impact. And that impact should not only be able to be recognized, but it should be able to be activated. And if we use that same verse, that last verse there, his impact is, is, tied to, is being tied to God and strength. And that's the word strength in this particular case means that they have taken cords and bound it to something. Well, in this case, he's bound it to God. So if we take those cords of refreshing, reviving, right? If we take renewal, we take those three cords and we bind ourselves to God with those three cords. It says a three-corded thing is very difficult to break. Well, that's what this word strength means here, that, that David in that situation that he was facing bound himself to God with those cords of refreshment, being tied to God. There was a particular thing that I'd seen a week or two ago where a man said, I'm looking forward to 2022. He's, he's standing near a highway, and, he, and it's a vacant highway, and he's pointing at it, and he says, in 2022, I'm going to enter this journey. I'm going to start down this road. I don't know what the road looks like. I've never been on it before. One thing is, is critical. God has been there before. We are entering 2022, and God has already been there, right? He's eternal from beginning to end. So he's already been through 2022 with us. He's been there. We just haven't, haven't accompanied him yet in time. We have a great privilege. And this particular man goes on about his role, but his commitment to himself was that for the next 365 days as he travels down that road, he's going to write down one thing in a journal every day for 365 days as to what God did on that day in that journey on his journal. Now, certainly most of us don't have that discipline. (laughs) The idea is we will become acutely aware of God's presence and his breathing in our life if we write it down, if we put it on a piece of paper and say, I saw the hand of God in this. I felt the breath of God in this. Finally, um, let's turn to Psalm chapter 19, same book. Psalm chapter 19. Beginning in verse 7. 
The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, last ever, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even than the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. The point here is that if you and I question at all the capability of our recognition of what God is doing in our life, it comes from this book. If we don't have anything else, if we are spiritually dull, if we don't know how to pray, or we don't know what to say, or we don't have spiritual eyes, or we don't even know him yet, how do we get it? Where does it come from? How do I access it? Right here. It's this book right here. It is perfect. It restores the soul. It revives the spirit. It does those things purposely. That's why he had it written. So we see those three cases where God breathes on us a refreshing breath of blessing, direction, and guidance, and courage, and strength, and all the qualities needed to head down the road to 2022, no fear. Breathe easy. You got this, right? The next section is how you and I refresh ourselves. And, and I think this is true in Scripture in so many different ways. God never gives us anything that he doesn't have us be responsible for. If he asks us to pray, then he prepares to answer it, right? If he asks us to accept him, we read it earlier in Psalms, he expects us to tell everybody else about it. The last part of the verses that we read last in the previous section said, I will tell everyone of your wondrous works. Mark gives us a great commission. Matthew gives us a great commission that says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Those who, of us who have trusted Christ, don't just get to trust him and then laugh about it. He goes, oh, no, no. If I'm going to give it to you, I'm also going to entrust it to you. And if I entrust it to you, I want you to carry it out. I want you to activate it. I want you to go do it. And he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. The Old Testament piece that we just read in Psalms says, I will tell the whole world. I'll tell everybody I know about you being my savior. So let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. We're going to look at verses 1 through 6. Three days later, this is after David and his 300 uh, men 
had been out on uh, military uh, action, and they come home. It says, three days later, when David and his men arrived home, their town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made, had made a raid into the south, Negev, and Ziklag. And they had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. And they had carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could not weep anymore. David's two wives, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among the captured. David was now in great danger because all of the men, about 300 of them, were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. How did he do that? Scripture says that he went to God. He asked God to breathe on the situation. He asked God to speak forward, to speak out on his benefit or for his benefit with his men. There's a story also about Joshua. Joshua failed in this area. He was told by the Lord to annihilate the people of the promised land and in a situation a group of people came to deceive him and he made a treaty with them and did not take the city and because of his oath to them the Israelites had an enemy for the rest of their lives that lived among them but couldn't be killed Joshua did not ask God what do I do David David strengthened himself and went to the Lord and said, I can't, I got no more tears. I can't weep another day. I'm ready to, they're ready to kill me for this. Lord, what do we do? Should I go after these guys? And God breathed on it and said, not only should you go after it, but I've already given them in your hands and they haven't harmed any of the women or children. David went and got the job done. I mean, it wasn't pretty, but he got it done. And it was because he went to God first about the situation that he was in, which was about to cause his death, but he got his wives back and his children. And so did all the other 300 guys. Sometimes when it comes to you and me, it's only you and me. I mean, it's only you and the Lord and me and the Lord, right? It, that's all it is. You don't have anybody else. And it's okay to be there. God has said it's okay to be there, but he does make us or make me responsible for some level of confidence, assurance, renewal, Refreshing. I have to be able to refresh myself, but who do I turn to to get that? I turn to the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3. If you'll turn there with me. 
Proverbs chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Do not be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. So there are times where people actually use those verses for literal pieces about their body. I went to the doctor for my annual checkup two weeks ago. Trouble. I got in trouble. And they said, your blood pressure is too high. You can't continue like this. What is wrong with you? You told us that when you, do, when you retired from work, you wouldn't have a stressful job, and this would go down, and look at you. It's a year later, and you've still got high blood pressure. What's the deal? And I said, I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I couldn't tell them. And they said, okay, then you're going gonna to speak to our, our counselor guide. And they brought in the counselor guide, and he sat down, and they said, here's the deal. We're going to teach you how to breathe. So three times a day, I sit down somewhere by myself, or maybe it's in the living room with my wife, but I have to take so many breaths, and cleansing breaths, and then shallow breaths, and then and I have to do it three times, and I have to center and focus and... I have to do that, right? Right? Breathe easy. Right? Breathe easy. I, I, sometimes I don't know how to do that. Sometimes I, I let things get to me and I, I, don't, I don't live that way. Taking it literally on a biblical standpoint, the, the, the verse about, or the, the section about how you strengthen your bones, it's actually the words marrow. And I guess I would think that most of us know that your blood is generated, or the richness of your blood is generated by the bone marrow, right? And so God is saying to the very core of your living body, you need to breathe for yourself. You need to breathe easy. Nothing is going to be out of my control. He's got that. He's there for that. Isaiah chapter 40. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Isaiah 40, 31. Very straightforward. It says, but those who trust in the Lord will find renewed strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. We've heard that scripture applied so many ways and so many times. The difference is that it's you that, do, that does that. It's your investment in you, right? It's you who walks. It's you who runs. You and I don't fly yet. Days may come, but right now we're not flying. Walking and running, we got it. But the idea is that your spirit is there in that whole frame. And who does that for you? It's you. 
But you go to the Lord for that. That's where you go. That's where I go. That's where we're supposed to go. He's already breathed that part on us. Activate it for yourself. Take charge of that peace. That final section that we're going to look at is the context of how or why we should be prepared to share it with others. Like I said earlier, I don't think there's anything in Scripture, whether it's salvation or service, the way we serve, whom we serve, the attitude we serve with. I don't know if there's anything in this book where God doesn't say, I will do this for you, I will do this with you, I will cover this for you, but I need you to take action. I need you to follow through. I need you to know this is, this is your part. So let's look, um, Proverbs chapter um, 11. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25. <clears throat> Proverbs is the wisdom book, of course, and so he's sharing specific pieces of wisdom that the Lord has asked him to write down. Verse 25. Verse 25 says, the generation will prosper. I'm looking forward to that in 2022. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. It's the old, it's the old point of you get what you give. Treat others as you would be treated, right? What you invest, you get back, even more. Pressed down, shaken together, overflowing, you get it back. If you want refreshment, give it out. Give as much as you can, wherever you can, with whomever you can. Give it out, share it. Let's go to uh, chapter 25 now of the same book. Proverbs 25. And start in verse 11. Timely advice is lovely, like golden apples in a silver basket. To one who listens, valid criticism is like a gold earring or another gold piece of jewelry. Trustworthy messengers refresh like snow in summer, and they revive the spirit of their employer. Is there anything, <laughs> is there anything the Lord doesn't touch? I mean, I'm fine about me, and I'm fine about him, and I'm fine, but you, now you got to tell me I got to go do this to my employer? I got to be that way with him or her. Um, my wife and I, in our retirement period, both of us are pretty intense livers. We, we live pretty intently. And our businesses both um, were challenging. We, there were times when we had to take stands with our boss, right, with our employer. But for the most part, 
on both ends of our employment, our bosses were pleased that we were the men and women that we needed to be for our business. If you're a business owner, I would hope that if you have people under you, you'd be pleased with them and that they'd be that way. The other side of it is, if you're an employee, I hope that you're that reverse person. You're the person that's bringing your employer those quality pieces that, um, that you have to offer. Let's go to Philemon. Most people haven't read Philemon much, but we're gonna look at a verse or two in Philemon here. Philemon is right after Titus in your New Testament and right before Hebrews. It's only one chapter, but the book is Philemon. And we're going to look at, at verse 7, specifically. You love, excuse me, your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for the kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. Paul, or excuse me, um, Paul's addressing Philemon about the qualities of what he's offered when the time came. When the time came, one guy, he, he wrote him one little letter, one thing. Thank you for being this way. Thank you for being that man. Now, we'll look at the converse of that. If you'll go to 1 Corinthians for me, verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, beginning in verse 13. Now about your brother Apollos, I urged him to visit you with the other believers, but he was not willing to go right now. He will see you later when he has the opportunity. Be on guard, though, and stand in for the, excuse me, stand firm in your faith. Be courageous, be strong, do everything with love. You know that Stephanus and his household were the first of the harvest of believers in Greece, and they are spending their lives in service to God's people. I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, submit to them and others like them who serve with such devotion. I am very glad that Stephanus, Fortunatus, Acacius have all come here. They have been providing help you were not able to give me. They have been wonderful encouragement to me as they have been to you. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. Whether it's one guy in your life, whether it's one employee, whether it's one neighbor, give it. Give it to him. Refresh him. Or if it's a number of people that you have the opportunity to be with, give it. You have it. In fact, you have an endless tapping opportunity to get it from God and give it away. Do it. Give it away. So to close it out, 2022 coming at us, coming at me, 
should be a year where I am trying to be refreshed, act refreshed, and offer refreshment to others. One of those three should be a daily opportunity for me, for you. And that road that the guy was talking about from a couple of weeks ago, that's the journey road. That's the, that's the journey we're on. We don't know all the curves and dips, and we don't know if the road's going to be washed out somewhere or if there's going to be a plague on it. or We don't know what's going to be there. But in this case, we're asking God and seeing that God not only initiates us to be refreshed, revived, renewed, restored, strengthened, but then he asks us to turn right around and give it away. Share it. Give it to someone else. Let's close in prayer. Father in heaven, thanks for this day. As cold as it is, as windy as it is, we, I don't want to live anywhere else. So thanks for bringing me here. But in the form of being before you, help not only in the refreshment side, but in the worship side, in the honor side, in the spirit side. Help us as believers to be looking for you, responding to you, and, and acting for you. We know, we know you are God, and we are your children. We know that you love us. We don't always understand why it goes the way it does, but we're looking for refreshment. We're looking for revival in our own lives. We're looking for renewal in our own year, on our own journey. Please give it to us. Help us to see it and enjoy you in it. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening. It is a joy to be able to share God's truth with you. Hopefully you found this teaching helpful to your understanding of what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's world. And hopefully you are inspired to take a further step of faith. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you continue your journey. If you live in the Anchorage area, you are welcome to join us any Sunday. And we have an Awaken 101 event every six weeks. And this is also a great way to find out more about our church. Please sign up for that event by going to the events tab at our website, awakenalaska.com, and looking for Awaken 101. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends, and we will see you next week.